And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Kaylee Bays is a dancer with EDS, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. While diagnosed at the age of 21, she began to feel her symptoms at the age of 12. At one point, given only five weeks to live, she lives, still dancing all the while, inspiring and inviting others to do the same. Despite her progressive degenerative connective tissue disorder, she dances on. Kaylee. EDS is an acronym you came to know at the age of 21 when you first received your diagnosis. For those unaware, what is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome? So Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome are a group of inherited connective tissue disorders that are caused by faulty collagen. So what that basically means is my body from the time that I was very young, the collagen that I make is not complete. And over time, it can get worse. The condition is degenerative. So you are born with it. You just don't see most of the symptoms until you're usually in your early 20s. But there are 14 different types of EDS. So every case is very different. Even a lot of individuals living with the same type that I have, we all experience it differently. It affects anywhere that connective tissues are in your body, it can affect. And connective tissues are everywhere. So it can affect your vision. It can affect your mobility and your joints. It affects your stomach um, everywhere, really, that connective tissues are that are supposed to be holding your body together in a strong and sturdy manner is impossible when you have EDS. Wow, wow. Um, you know, so I'd like to thank you so much for that. Um, let's talk about another term. So let's define this. In the animal world, a zebra has black and white stripes. In the medical world, stripes have nothing at all to do with the term. It references a rare disease or condition. But when I see you, Kaylee, when I see you, I see not a zebra, I see a swan. My question for you is when you look in a mirror, what do you see? What a complex question. I Isn't it? <laughs> you know, when I look in the mirror for so long, I didn't want to look in the mirror. I refused to look at the girl in the mirror that I saw in front of me because I hated what I saw. I just saw everything that was wrong. And most people can't see the things that I do experience, but every time I looked in the mirror, I saw everything that I didn't want to see. And it took a long time to embrace the fact that I was a zebra. And now I wouldn't trade it for anything, absolutely nothing. So when I look in the mirror, I see a zebra who has self-love for the first time. And I love being a zebra. I absolutely love being a part of this community. And I love what EDS has brought to my life and the perspective that it's given me on the world and on others. 
the best thing about being a zebra is the fact that we appreciate time in a way that other people might not. Every single moment matters when you're a zebra because you only have so much energy and so many opportunities to do things during the day before your body is done. So we have to almost budget our energy like you budget your money. Mm. Every single moment matters when you don't have the ability to live every single moment. So when I look in the mirror, I see I see a zebra with self-love for the first time. And that's a beautiful vision. That's a beautiful you. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. <laughs> don't make me cry already. Come on. <laughs> Um, you know, so so let, let's talk about this. The fact of the matter is that more than your diagnosis, you are a dancer. You always have been. You always will be. What is it about dancing that you fell in love with as a little girl? That's part one. And then what is it about dancing that you love most today? It's the same thing today as it was when I was three years old dancing. It's the storytelling. It's the ability to create a picture and an entire story from beginning to end with movement. And when I, from the time I was very young, because I came from a musical family, my mom's a pianist, my dad's a singer, we all, we all play music in some capacity. But so from the time I was very young, when I listened to music, and understanding music theory a little bit at this time, I saw dances to the crescendos that I could hear and see in my head. I saw dynamics. I saw things that I felt based on music. And for me, the best part of dance is the storytelling, which sometimes in the world of competitive dance, it can get lost because it's all about the tricks, especially in recent years. But when you get down to the heart and core of dance, dance is a conversation. I am conveying to you what this song means to my character. And that is the best thing about dance. And that is something that anyone, no matter what your abilities are, can do. That is beautiful. I never looked at dance that way, I suppose. Um, how beautiful. Well, it's it that is the basis of what dance is. When dance, when ballet was created, ballet was created during the um dur uh, I believe it was the Renaissance period. Don't quote me on that. I'm I'm probably wrong. But it, ballet was created in between opera numbers. So what would happen is they'd have opera numbers and then there would just be this moment of silence as they were moving set pieces off of the stage. And so what happened was they started having court dancers come onto the stage and dance in a court dance. And then they started playing the opera music with it. So that way you had something to watch in between these transitions. And it was a storytelling. There were characters in it. There, it was mm. it was a very beautiful thing that uh, people did. And that was how ballet was born. Ballet was literally born from storytelling. And over time, I feel like we've lost that touch when it comes to dance, because it is so commercialized now with with everything being a certain look, a certain type, and you have to have certain tricks and abilities. And in that world, a dancer like me really struggles because mm -hmm. uh, there's only so much I can do from my wheels. But at the heart and core of it, 
I can do exactly what dance was created to do and dance was created to tell stories. Wow. Well, and so it makes me think, it makes me pause a moment because, you know, with the, with the spoken word, which is what I have fallen in love with and have been in love with since I was very small. Um, it seems to me that dance, perhaps not a spoken word, but the moving word that you really become the words and embody, embody these stories. Um, you are giving me a lot to think about in a very short period of time. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so, so glad. Um, you know, so I want to talk about a specific dance that you did that I fell in love with. Uh, your tap number with Nia Sue was amazing. I'd love to hear what that dance gave to you that day and what it is that you hope it gives to others. Oh, it gave me everything that day. I, up until that day, had not danced in years after I got my diagnosis and I was working as a professional dancer. And once I had started to experience symptoms, I was excused from all my jobs that I held uh, just because I couldn't physically keep up with the demand. So I stopped dancing and I completely shut down and went into deep depression and went into this place where I truly uh, hated everything that I was living and experiencing. And the future was uncertain, but dance definitely wasn't a part of it. So I thought. Uh, my, my boyfriend had convinced me to post a picture on Instagram and hashtag it dancers with disabilities because at this point my body hurt so bad dancing and moving that the only way that I could still have dance on myself was photography because I could just throw my leg up in the air which is no problem at all for someone with a connective tissue disorder I could throw my leg up in the air and someone could take a picture and then I could crumble on the ground and no one would know mm -hmm. so that was what I did for a couple years was I took pictures just me and my boyfriend and it was that hashtag and the first time that I ever posted a picture with with owning that uh, title, Dancer with Disabilities, it was two weeks later that the producers from that show contacted me and asked if I wanted to tell my story with Nia. And it was two days of filming and it was so emotionally heavy because of the subject matter and working through years of trauma related to medical conditions as well as dance trauma because I had horrible dance teachers growing up who definitely were harmful when it came to me being disabled and them not knowing. Mm -hmm. um, when we filmed that dance, I truly barely remember the actual filming because I was so in the moment and in the zone. But when we wrapped, I looked at Nia and we broke in each other's arms. We both sobbed hysterically. It was bringing a close to that dark chapter of my life and it was me moving into this new chapter and I really have to give Nia pretty much all of the credit for where I am right now because she taught me self-love and she's the one who showed me that I was worth value and that I was talented enough to make it as a dancer and that my disabilities would not hold me back. Such an incredible day, an incredible dance that, um, yeah, 
what they they say what a difference a day makes what what a difference a dance makes yeah i mean and i choreographed half that dance i didn't get credit for it on the episode but i choreographed half of it and it was it was so fun it was it was so fun i'm i was just so glad that it resonated with people and now i really really am unable to tap on my feet because of the dislocation so i'm currently making tap shoes for my hands uh, I got gloves, athletic gloves, and I'm just sewing tap <sighs> the toes to the top of my fingers and the heels to the palm. And I can, I put a cutting board in my lap and I can isolate every single sound. I can make every sound you can with your feet with my hands. So stay tuned. I will have that soon. Uh, yes, please. That <laughs> sounds amazing. Uh, awesome. Um, you know, so, and, and that's not, that's just one one video that I fell in love with there was there was another number that you did another performance of yours that I absolutely loved it had something to do with Victoria and a secret uh please share that this maybe. <laughs> <laughs> could that possibly be <laughs> I don't I, hmm. uh, I think I gave it away but Not it was well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to hear the story of the flash mob outside of Victoria's Secret with Jax, where you crushed it in your wheelchair. Thank you. Um, fun fact, that was only my second day of dancing in my wheelchair ever. <laughs> the <laughs> second day? Literally only the second day. I, <laughs> I, what happened was I had been going through a really rough time in my personal life after I started using my chair, I started experiencing all of the things that people experience when you're an ambulatory wheelchair user. And for those who don't know, ambulatory means that I do have the ability to stand or walk in some capacity. And actually about 70% of wheelchair users are ambulatory. So most wheelchair users, when you, when you experience life with them at home, you'll see that most don't even use their wheelchairs in their houses. It's more of a distance and endurance thing and individual needs mm -hmm. but everyone thinks that people who are in wheelchairs are paralyzed and most of us actually aren't mm -hmm. so when I started using my chair I started experiencing the judgments of what ambulatory wheelchair users go through I've been followed into my I've been followed into stores I've been followed into my house I've been harassed by even people that I work with and I was really depressed at the time and started going back into that dark place that I went into for years and I needed something to bring me out of it. And my friend had encouraged me to go to a dance class with her, which not in a million years would I have just rolled into a dance class in LA by myself and thought that it'd be okay. It was terrifying. So having support there from someone else who was also adapting dance with me, uh, made everything a little bit better going into it and in fact changed everything because that one dance class that I went to was a beginner hip-hop class at Playground LA here in LA and the teacher of that class was the choreographer of the flash mob so the next day after that class I even like in this class I like got up in the middle and and did the dance on camera like totally just owned it I'm like everyone's looking at me anyways I'm the only one in this room in a wheelchair I might as well give them something to look at so I put myself <laughs> right in the middle of the of the dance and I got right on camera and I just owned it and had fun with it like I like I used to mm -hmm. and 
after I was done, I was just shaking. I, I, I was shaking and it, it was so freeing and fun. And I had fun adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, I got an Instagram message from the from the teacher of that of that class from the choreographer. His name is Sam Allen, and Sam was casting dancers for. He said it's it's a flash mob, and you're more than welcome to come. It's for a TikToker, and I didn't know any details. I was oh, okay, that's cool. So yeah, I want I want to do something in my wheelchair. Yeah, representation. Okay, let's go. I, it's terrifying thinking about going anywhere in a chair because you have to think about a thousand other different things that other people don't um sidewalks and and accessibility and parking and i literally need enough room to get my chair out of my car so there's all these things you think about and on this day i had support from a friend that was going and i was just like we're gonna do it and i even had like passes to comic-con that i bailed on to go do this flash mob because i was like i feel like i should be there and we were rehearsing and even just in that rehearsal we rehearsed for just like two three hours right before the flash mob Mm -hmm. and in the middle of it Jax came in and Jax um, in my one month of experience working as a dancer in LA um, I have yet to meet someone who is as genuine real and loving as Jax and when she walked into the room, it was like, it was like there was a bright light shining on this human. And that's just every room that she walks into. She is just the brightest in the room because she has so much love for people and life and moments. And I connected with her immediately. And we went and filmed this flash mob. We go out into Santa Monica and we didn't know we were filming in front of Victoria's Secret everything's just being like added on layer 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 and then she's like by the way if you see the cops just abort mission go i'll stand and i'll take it just go just run we'll we'll meet up somewhere later on and so then i'm just like the stakes are higher because we're on private property like the bougie victoria's secret in santa monica so we go and film this we go to film the flash mob we start the music and not only is the message of the song just so empowering for everyone, mm-hmm. it completely resonated with someone like me who was never Victoria's Secret. And I don't look like any of those people that are in there. I never could relate to Victoria's Secret. And I remember even feeling ashamed and embarrassed going to Victoria's Secret because I really only have one visible shoulder blade. So when I'd try on bras, they never fit. They never worked and they always looked weird on me. And the fitting ladies would always make comments and and it was just like, well, it doesn't look like we really have anything. You could try something that crosses in the front to maybe cover it a little bit. I mean, like it was just passive aggressive and mm-hmm. like it, it wasn't helpful. It just made me feel worse about something I didn't need to feel worse about. But on this day, I even challenged myself to wear a bikini top, which I never would have done. But it was it was the message of the sun and it was the message that we were all putting out there, which was that you are worth love exactly as you are and don't let these people define what beauty is 
by these mm-hmm. made up standards. And we've, we put Victoria's secret standards on a pedestal for so many years and now we're taking that back. So that day meant everything to me. That moment of going down that runway meant years of healing for me and so many others as well. And the way that it resonated with a lot of individuals who are also wheelchair users or disabled or just never necessarily fit the box, that's something that's changed my life forever. And it's empowered me. I, I, I loved that day. I wish I could live it again and again and again. And the best part of it all was no one really knows this, but the moment that the boys lift Jacks up, the cops started coming in. <laughs> and we literally had talked about this hypothetical of the, what happens when the cops are there and they were there. And you can see it in Jax's face the moment she notices the cops are there. Cause we had to film this in one take. And right. we only had one chance to get this. So the cops start coming in and we're just like, <gasps> keep going <laughs> and we just kept going and the cops stopped and they watched it they, they watched the whole rest of the flash mob and I think if it was any other song maybe they would have stopped it but there was a huge crowd there that was just vibing to the message mm-hmm. even the cops it, it was the best day of my life I wish I could live it again and again and again well thank goodness for video that we can watch it again and again <laughs> Right. And vic- vicariously live through your performance. Um, what an incredible, incredible moment. Uh, <laughs> you know, so in addition to you being an inspiration to so many, you also provide an invitation to all to dance. So I'd love for you to tell me about Jazz Funk Enabled for All. I'm super hella curious. Yes. So every Sunday on Zoom, I teach jazz funk classes and Enabled for All is exactly what it sounds like. I give you the tools to feel enabled enough to adapt dance for yourself in whatever capacity that looks like. However, that looks like for you on your body. I encourage my dancers to always honor their bodies, honor their mental health, emotional needs and physical needs for the day. And my dance class is positive. It's positive vibes. We are there just dancing, learning, and encouraging each other. But I teach seated from my wheelchair while I have another assistant there who teaches the standing version, who demonstrates the standing version while I teach. And then I also caption my classes. I do movement description for vision impairment as well, or vision impairment as well. And any way that I can make dance accessible to someone I want to do. So I'm still learning and I'm still growing, but every Sunday on guygrooveinteractive.com is where I teach classes. And I truly would love to see anybody and everybody in that class because it is all about self-empowerment. Wow. It sounds incredible. And I love, like you say, just accessibility for all, you know, dances for all. And, um, you know, so let's let's talk songs for a minute. Let's talk songs. Uh, sing, sing, sing by Benny Goodman. That for me personally is my favorite song to move to, to dance to. Uh, question for you. What is your favorite song? You've danced to so many songs in your career. 
What's your absolute favorite to move to? Oh. <laughs> um, you know, there's a big part of me that wants to say I genuinely love to move to Victoria's Secret. And I loved Victoria's Secret even before the flash mob. I just hit my funny bone. <laughs> I loved Victoria's Secret before the flash mob. Um, I love the message and I love the the catchiness of the melody and I love the empowerment that it gives me. But I do also have to say my favorite song to move to would be that I already have moved to in a, in a little bit of a capacity. I, I'm a musical theater kid. I, I was a musical theater nerd and I did musical theater my entire life. So I got to go with the gym scene from West Side Story, that music, uh, the mambo scene. I That was the the last thing that I got to do standing as a dancer was that movie. Um, I was a background dancer with the sharks nice. and, it, and it, that song, that song, the mambo scene in the gym just makes you feel alive. Nice selection. Uh, yeah, I second that for sure. Um, I can't thank you enough for, for taking this time today to, to share your story, to share these experiences. I guess I'd like to end this way to, for those who feel like they don't have the strength to keep keep dancing, whatever that dancing is, keep walking, keep moving, keep trying, what advice do you have? Never stop doing the things you love because on the days that are darkest, when life is uncertain and all hope feels lost sometimes the only things that keep you connected to you your soul and your existence are your passions and on the days that because every day is different for me on the days that i am unable to even sit in a chair i'm still dancing with my hands laying in bed or i'm dancing with my eyes or i'm dancing with the things i see in my head Dance for me is the one thing that keeps me connected to my soul. And I encourage you to continue to make the things you love work for you, even if you have to adapt. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for helping us all become a bit more aware now. And uh, to everyone out there, I think we say dance on. Yeah. Dance on. I love that. Love you. Oh my goodness. <laughs>